And just before we invite Reverend Donald Bolt to deliver the message, I just want to put forth a prayer for him. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for being with us during this worship service. God, I felt your presence and I know you were here. You showed up, God. And as we continue, Father, I ask that as Reverend Dr. Donna Bolt comes forward to deliver the message, Father God, I ask that you give him the wisdom, clarity of mind, that he be the oracle of God this morning, this afternoon, that what the message that he's bringing forth, we know it's a timely message and that it's coming from you, God. So I ask that you give him discernment to impart to us that are listening and that we all take away something vital, impactful from this message. So Father God, I ask that you bless him and his family in a special way, Father God, as your man servant, heed the call and be obedient and faithful. So Father God, I ask that you continue to be with us and bless Reverend Bold as he imparts to your people your message to us. Let it change each and every heart. And we just want to be in tuned and be in alignment with everything that has to do with you. This message is for each and every one of us. And Father God, I thank you for the honor and privilege. Reverend Donald Bolt, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good to see your faces again. Good to see your faces. It's good to be alive and well. And um, to deliver the message that the Lord has placed on my heart. Now, um, I must say that it's so good to worship God. And the praise and worship was so excellent this morning, you know. I truly enjoyed it. And I thank God that he has given us the ability so that we can really lift our hand and we are in good health and strength and we can praise him and give him the glory because he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised, worthy to be worshipped at all times, at all times. So this morning I, I have a message to deliver and I must deliver it, but I must take my time in doing so 
I must not rush through it. I must take my time in delivering this message. But before I do, let me just pray. Father, I thank you again for your privilege of representing you and your word. Father, even as I deliver your word, I ask that you will take all the praise and all the glory. I don't need it. I don't want it. Just take it, Father. All I ask is that you use me as the vessel that I am to speak to your people and that your people will have a open heart to hear what you're saying to them. And we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want to speak to you on the topic, time and season. You know, I am convinced, very much convinced, that there are a lot of people that are in torment this morning as I speak to you in hell. Because they never, they intended to believe and they intended to follow God. They truly did. You know, this week it came out in the paper, Jamaica paper, that this wanted man that had been wanted for many years, they call him Dog Paw, and the police killed him this week. And when I heard it and I looked at his picture, I had to say, Lord, I know he lived a life apart from you, but did he make it? Where is his soul today? Where is his soul? Because God says he wished for none to perish, but for all to come to eternal life. And so you wonder, because this God is such a merciful God that at the end of your life, if you call on him, truly repent, he will save you, just like he did the thief on the cross. So, but a lot of people are in hell this morning who intended to believe, who intended to follow God, but the time was allotted to them to do so was exhausted. But time does not allow it again. Every time is not convenient for every result. Reality in the kingdom is time dependent. And they are also dependent on season. In agriculture, you learn that the best time to plant is in the rainy season, not the dry season. If you plant in the dry season, you have to resource the water from elsewhere because there's no rain. And the rainy season and not in the, the, the dry season. In Africa, in Kenya, as we were in Kenya, it was dry, no rain. By the time we were there, there was no rain. It was dry because the dry season can't plant. You plant in the rainy season. Until you understand the mystery behind time and season, you will spend the rest of your life and at the end of your life, you will find that you did not do much. You did not do much. Both for the kingdom, for yourself and your family. 
The scripture says, young man, I call upon you because you are strong. Today we have the health, we have the strength, we have the youth. We can do so much for God and ourselves and our family. Time and season. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 1 through 57, there's an interesting story. About in the previous chapter, chapter 40, speaks about a young Jewish boy by the name of Joseph, who found himself in prison for various reasons, and now is about to be promoted. Now, Pharaoh was the king of Egypt at the time, the supreme ruler. Egypt at the time was the superpower of the world. Egypt was a very interesting place. It was a place of abundance, plenty. It was a superpower, as I said, of the world at the time. There were, there were vicious people, very vicious people, the Egyptians. There were scientists, excellent scientists and agriculturalists. They were warriors. They had gods who could tell them secrets. They were fierce people. One night, the king, King Pharaoh, went to bed and he had a dream. Very interesting dream. You need to look at it very closely. In the dream, he stood by the river. And when he stood by the river, seven fine-looking and fattened cows suddenly came out of the river and they grazed in the meadow. Then seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the riverbank. The ugly and gaunt cows ate, ate up the seven fine-looking and fattened cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. Pharaoh woke up out of the dream. Now, if I had a dream like that, I don't think I want to go back to sleep. But Pharaoh did. He slept and dreamt a second time. Seven ears of grain suddenly came up on one star, plump and good. Then seven thin ears scorched by the east wind sprang up after them. The seven thin ears devoured the seven plump and full ears. Then Pharaoh awoke and realized it was a dream. In the morning, his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all his wise men. Pharaoh told this them his dream, but there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. We serve a God that. <laughs> is so magnificent. We will never be able to understand totally his wisdom, how it works. And that is why he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. He has wisdom far beyond our knowledge. Far beyond our knowledge. Then the cupbearer said to Joseph, to, to Pharaoh, I remember when I was in prison, I met a man, 
a young Jewish boy to be exact. And he could interpret dreams because he interpreted my dream and he also interpreted the baker's dream. And the interpretation turned out to be correct. Pharaoh said to him, go get Joseph. They went and they got Joseph. Joseph cleaned up himself and he presented himself to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to him, I want the interpretation of the dream. And I hear that you are able to interpret the dream. Since God has shown, you are able to interpret the dream. Then immediately Joseph said to him, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. I am not able to interpret it, but I know a God that can. I know a God that can interpret your dream correctly. Now you see where Joseph pointed the glory? He gave God the glory. I'm just pointing these things along as I go along. He gave God the glory. We can do nothing apart from ourselves. We can do nothing without God. We need God in every situation that we encounter. And Joseph was quick to point out to Pharaoh that God can interpret your dream, not me. Now, Joseph said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh, the two dreams that you had are one and the same, same meaning, just different objects in the dream. He said, the dream that you have, that have nothing to do with cows or plants. It has nothing to do. Many times we dream and we get up and we, we, we focus our attention on the object of the dream. Joseph is saying, no, it has nothing to do with cows. It has nothing to do with plants. What it has to do with Pharaoh is time and season. Time and season. And so Joseph began to interpret the dream and he told Pharaoh that the seven years, the seven cows, fat cows, represent seven good years, seven years of prosperity, of abundance. And the seven years of, the seven cows that ate up the fat cows represent seven years of famine. And Pharaoh, if he does not pay attention to the dream, he'll become irrelevant and have no impact. That's what it boils down to. Pharaoh listened. You see, Pharaoh was a wise man. He deserved the position that he had. Very wise man. He knew that a king does not just dream a dream like this for nothing. There has to be a meaning behind it. Something that may affect his kingdom. So he sought someone who could interpret the dream for him. Joseph said to him, that the reason why the dream is given to you in two forms is that the matter is confirmed. It is signed off on by God is going to happen. 
It's a mystery in the kingdom. God designed it to be so. Time and season. Time and season. There's always going to be night after day and day after night. This law will always be. Dear king, understand the mystery behind the dream. That's what Joseph is saying to Pharaoh. So that your relevance will remain. Otherwise, a time will come when you'll only be a memorial. In Ecclesiastic chapter 3, verse 1 and 8, it says, In everything there is a season, a time to every purpose under heaven. What happened in heaven, we don't know. But in, on earth, we have time and season. If you don't understand the time and the season, if we don't, we may live our life and at the end of it, we have regrets. And we live our life in pain and regret. We have to learn to understand time and season. There are many people who are moving about, many people who are saying, I did everything right. I did everything right. Why did I have to end up like this? But what they don't understand is that it is not unique to them. Time and season is looking for every man under heaven. Time and season is looking for every single one of us. The lesson is there is a law that works upon this earth, that there will always be an interplay in every man's life. Of seven years of abundance and years of lack, it will happen in every aspect of our lives. It will happen, I repeat, it will happen in every aspect of our lives. It will happen in your marriage. It will happen in your ministry. It will happen in your business. It will happen in your family. Job, the book of Job, proved that. Job was a righteous man. Man who loved God. And who, man who prayed constantly. And yet, look at what Job went through. Time and season. There's a time for everything under the sun. No matter how godly you are. The five virgins that did not have oil in their lamp. And not that they lacked money. No, 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 no. They were not prepared. They were not prepared. They had money because they were told, go to those that sell and buy. They were lacking preparation. Noah. Look at Noah. Noah preached to the people and he says, come into the ark. The rain is coming. Come into the ark. The rain is coming. They must have cursed him. This old man. What is he talking about? This stupid man. What is he talking about? But Noah was aware of time and season. And the scripture says the rain came. And the deep burst. And the, the water came from above and beneath. And everything on the earth perished. 
Who closed the door of the ark? God did. He locked it. When the time was exhausted for them to be saved, he locked the door of the heart. And they all perished. Time and season. We must learn to recognize time and season. There's a time allotted to every man under the sun to accept the sacrificial justification that Jesus Christ provided for us. And when that time is exhausted, it is exhausted and the door is locked. You think of Lazarus and the rich man. Very common story, very popular story. You know the story. And they both died. And the rich man looked across and he saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. The rich man had time to repent it. He had time. But the time was exhausted. He lived his life not knowing God. He lived his life the way he wanted according to the flesh. And here he is now, found himself in a place of torment. And now realizing that a place of pleasure, a place of blessing, a place of peace really truly exists. But he will never partake of it because his time was expired. He was in such torment that he said to Abraham, please let him dip his finger in water and just put it on my tongue. He said, I have five brothers. Let him go to them and warn them. Just from the dead, they will listen. Abraham said, no, 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 no. Let them listen to the prophets. Time and season is allotted to every single one of us. Today, this week, I was at work and I was around my desk. And a voice came to me and the voice said, Donald, there's going to be a disaster in New York. There's going to be a disaster in New York. It will be subtle. It will not be like 9-11. It will be subtle, but many lives will be lost. Tell my people to be prepared. Tell my people to store the canned food that they need. Store what they need to store during this time. You think, not, you think COVID virus is anything? There's something coming that is worse than COVID virus. Tell my people to be prepared to build capacity so that they'll be able to stand in the time of disaster and trouble. Lazarus had the chance to repent, but he didn't take it. I am saying to someone this morning, I need to stop and say this, that the opportunity for you to accept Jesus Christ is now, is now, not later, not tomorrow, but now. 
And if you miss this time, you miss eternal life with Jesus Christ. You will have to go where those souls go that did not accept Jesus as their personal savior. Don't be like Lazarus. You don't have to. You don't have to be like Lazarus. The time is now. In every man's life, these two seasons will interplay or interact as long as you live on this planet. You may not be able to stop the season, but the mystery to handle them, the season, and reign through them, you can have if you know how to handle the good season when it comes. What was the interpretation of Pharaoh's dream? Seven years of plenty represent ease, season of opportunity, season of access. That's what the seven years of abundance represent. The key word in all of this is opportunity. Opportunity to what? No God. Opportunity to what? No God. To build relationship, to build intimacy with him. To be helped. That's what the seven years of plenty represent. The seven years of famine represent what? Season of constraint. Season of scarcity. Season of inconvenience. For various reasons, as long as you live in this body, you will not, you will not always have the energy and the strength that you have now. So do all you can now for the kingdom of God. Speak to as many people you can now while you can about Jesus Christ and salvation. We must build capacity in prayer. Pray. Build that relationship. Build that capacity. So when the time of lack and difficulty comes in your life, you can stand firm like Job did. You can stand firm. Now the Spirit is speaking to the church. The advice of Joseph is the key. Listen to the advice. Listen to the advice of Joseph. Verse 33 to 37. I'm going to sum it up. You can't stop the season. But there's a way you can navigate your way through it. So that you will remain relevant. And still have impact in the time of lack. You can't stop it. <clears throat> but during that time, you can build, you can build your relationship with your God. Build that capacity. So when that time comes, you can stand firm. When the disease and the sickness come and the lack come, you can stand firm. Job did it. Everything was taken away from Job. 
after all the good times he had, everything was taken away from him, including his family, his kids. But he never cursed God and died like his wife wanted him to. Because he had the capacity to stand. Because he knew the God he served. Do you know him? Do you have the capacity to stand in the time of difficulty? In the times of trial that is coming? Oh yes, it's coming. The time of trial that is coming. We must develop that capacity. It's not too late. We have time. We have time to develop that capacity. I am begging you to spend time in prayer, in the word, and build that capacity. Because difficult times are ahead of us. It's not finished. I read about Australia. Yesterday I was reading about Australia. And they are completely locked down for weeks. They give their citizens like one hour each day to go out and exercise. Because of what? The COVID virus. The Delta variant. Nobody was expecting that. Nobody was expecting that the church would be locked down. No, we had a good time in church. Here it is now. All the church buildings are locked down. The difficult times will come. And they are coming. This is the warning that the Lord has given me this morning to give you. That you should be prepared. And I'm speaking to those also who has never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They have never acknowledged him in their life. They think that this life is all there is. I'm here to tell you it's not. It's not. There is life after death. And where you go after you leave this vessel, determine who you serve while you are in this vessel. Time and season. The time is now, my brother. The time is now, my sister. To give up this world. Stop living for this world. And accept Jesus Christ who paid the price for you and I. He paid it. He really did pay it. He went on that cross and bore the pain and the agony for you and I. Why should you live your life the way you want to live it? In sin. And expect when you leave this life to enter paradise. It's not happening. It will never happen based on God's word. It won't. So stop fooling yourself. Stop kidding yourself. And accept the man Christ Jesus as your personal savior. And you will have eternal life with your maker and your creator. There's no need for me to go any further. No need. 
I have said what he has asked me to deliver. I have delivered it. Be prepared. The times of difficulty are coming. They are coming. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you allowed me to give the word as you gave it to me, to your people. Father, I ask that those who have a listening ears will hear you. And that they too will be saved. Have mercy on those who are in between, who are wondering, who are pondering, Father. Let them see the truth of your word. Let them see the truth that you speak to them this morning. And turn from their wicked ways and accept you this morning and serve you faithfully until the day when they depart this planet. In the mighty name of your son, I pray, believing, Father, that you hear me and that you will answer my prayer this morning. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen and amen.